0: another edition of Scott Wheeler's Airplay. It's episode number 12 airing right now on Peoria Life Facebook page, Facebook Live, but we will post this interview on uh, Facebook as well as uh, YouTube. Peoria TV, Channel 17 on the i3 broadband system, and uh, lots of other places. I'm Scott Wheeler from Super Hits WIRL, and if I were playing What's My Line Today, I would, and, and if you couldn't see him, I would say things like, oh, he was an Illinois State graduate, uh, a U.S. Navy vet. Uh, multiple broadcast award winner, and then I might say, and he spent 42 years at week and then you would know it's Tom McIntyre. Hello, Welcome hello, hello. Welcome hello. to uh,
1: AirPlay. You know, WIRL was my first station in Peoria. And it was
0: WIRL-TV. As well, right. So take me back to that point, because I... Did WIRL then become W-R-A-U? Yes. Okay. And
1: then W-H-O-I.
0: Okay. Gotcha. So take me back to that point. What Uh, what was the ownership dynamic there of the radio (coughs) TV owner?
1: Boy, I wish you hadn't asked me that. (laughs) That's, That's a... That's uh, at least two generations ago. <laughs> um, I got out of the Navy and was looking desperately for work, and I had worked in radio in, in Bloomington Normal. Mm-hmm. And um, they saw no reason to rehire me, although federal law said they should have. <laughs> um, and so I came over here looking for a job and was lucky enough to, to get one at uh, WIRL, um, which was TV, radio as well. Um, It was a combined news operation in that everything ran out of radio um, in in Peoria, uh, which was situated on Jefferson Street, not Mm -hmm. too far from here. And uh, essentially, the morning crew came in for radio. They did the news. They collected the stuff. And about 3 o'clock, somebody from the TV side would collect all of our scripts, and carry them over to Creve Corps where the the TV station was. Really, open. okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, because and, uh, one, well, one can be honest. Now, it was kind of a cheap operation, mm. um, and they had one news car, and it was Big Red. For those Oops. of you who are old enough, you'll remember Big Red. Big Red was the radio and TV. Uh, news vehicle. Have news. a
0: picture of it in my studio.
1: <laughs> Years later, by the way, I saw that parked at the Ford dealership under <laughs> one owner. Uh, <laughs> high miles, but they they'd taken the antennas <laughs> off and removed all the all the WIRL logos. And it was still very obviously the car that had been had the crap beat out of it. Numerous reporters racing to fires. <laughs> I can recall doing 70 miles an hour down Adams
0: Street in Peoria. In I'm car. impressed it did 70 miles an hour. Well, it was younger
1: then. So was I. Uh, there's many stories about Big Red. But yeah. There was also Little Red, by the way, which was a Renault. Nobody yes. remembers Little Red because it fell apart. Um, yeah, it was a uh, combined operation. And uh, really the TV side had some good people. Uh, but... You know, they they weren't. All the attention went to the radio side, really. too, I think at the time. Isn't that
0: time. funny? So, did the TV people just read literally on camera the radio scripts that had been gathered? It was it was
1: rewritten. It, yeah. But uh, as radio reporters, uh, we we carried a Bell and Howell seventy DR film camera with us, uh, which would hold a hundred feet of film, which was about mm, three minutes. Huh. And so every radio story we went out on, we just shot some silent film of the radio story we were on and passed that along to the TV side and at three o'clock it went into the soup and got developed and so that's how it was It was done.
0: That's funny because radio folks now carry their phones mm-hmm. and take video for you know, internet stories. Yeah. So what goes around comes around. We, comes we were around. breaking. You know. <laughs> yes you were, ahead we, of your time. It was,
1: It would, you know, the, the cameras literally and I, I Oh, they must have been monsters. Oh, yeah. no, actually, they were not. And here's an interesting story, I think, uh, because of the technology involved. The 70DR really was used during World War II in Korea. This was a cast iron camera. <laughs> uh, for the most part, it was a fixed lens. It was like a, you, you wanted a close-up shot, and you walked up close to somebody. <laughs> you wanted a, a wide shot, you, you walked back away and took a shot. Almost impossible to take a bad shot unless you put your finger in front of the lens. And so that's how we started photography. And it was pretty easy if it's a baby brownie because you know, there's no complicated mm-hmm. zooms and what have you. Um, And by the time I got to WEK sometime later, um, the the beginning of the video uh, revolution was started. And the film camera of the day was a cinema product (coughs) CP16R, which was the light would hold 1,200 feet of film. It was probably 16 pounds, it would rest on your shoulder, had a zoom lens, you looked through the lens. Great little camera, but everybody wanted video because the video is the new thing and you're gonna have to have video and it got you that late-breaking story. Because you remember, if you had to have film in the soup at three o'clock, that's when your, your time ended for getting stories right. on the air as far as video was concerned or film was concerned. So as a consequence, uh, everybody wanted the video so they get those late-breaking stories. Yeah. Live didn't exist. Uh-huh. Let's just not even consider live at this point, but at least video you could race out and grab that fire and race back and You know just minutes ago. We shot this video <laughs> of This house fire which nobody was injured uh, but we had the video and uh, So the, the video cameras came out and I remember uh, when W E K Got their first video camera, which was an RCA TK76. God, out you remember these?
0: Stuff. Yeah, I was going to say you were a walking encyclopedia. Uh, no, of, uh, no, there weren't
1: that many cameras. Back. <laughs> RCA cost a hundred thousand dollars. Oh. I know, I know (laughs) and they hated it. All the photographers hated it. The thing weighed 35 pounds and that Uh. was just a camera. The recorder weighed another 30 (laughs) and that was on your shoulder and you had to have this lead acid belt that you wore (laughs) which kept the light going because the video cameras required so much light uh, to get a decent picture. Uh, so by the time you were through, and if you were carrying a tripod over your shoulder, by the way, you're about seventy pounds right there. And that's which when we, the chiropractic
0: were, industry was born. <laughs> very few
1: female photographers back then. Uh, I, Mabel Miller, who still works for NBC in Chicago, was one of them. But I mean, she was, God love her, a hefty gal. She could <laughs> she could pick up seventy pounds of camera and all this stuff. Uh, but you know, I couldn't probably. Uh, and run with it, like some of those guys did, so uh, the video revolution was loved by news directors and probably managers and people who wanted to see that video and they, and hated by photographers I mean it's just <laughs> bulky stuff and it heavy and it, as soon as it got a little dark, the picture just disintegrated uh it just was not was not fun uh so that was the video revolution as far as we were concerned, and it uh The best story of that, I'll tell this because it's fun, Uh, (laughs) first camera, the TK-76, the WEEK news cars of the day, which are all the same, that's a tradition that remains, you get about five cars that all look identical, (laughs) so that the public knows, thinks you've only got one car, Uh, was a Chevy Citation, remember Chevy Citations? Uh nice sloping roof? Uh It's impossible for me to believe how uh, Jerry Geisler, Tom Meyer and Irena Lycan managed to do it but they left the TK76 on top of the car after filming a story and drove off.
0: We've all done it with coffee cups but yeah. not, $100, not, uh, not a $100,000 <laughs> camera.
1: And as the story went, uh, according to them, uh, they got onto the interstate. Safely, and then they heard that scraping noise. Oh no! And and you look in the rearview mirror and you see the camera bouncing. And then it was hit by the semi. Uh, (laughs) And I was there, and they came back, the three of them. And Arena was an an intern. Uh, Jerry Geesler was later to become news director. Tom Meyer became a photographer in in Denver. They're each carrying part of the camera. And the news director said, I'm not even going to try to explain this to the general manager. You three are going upstairs and explain why our only video camera is now in three pieces. <coughs> and the sun was shining or something happened. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Phil Mergener was a general manager that day. And his, his answer was, well, I'm glad we've got insurance. insurance. <laughs> and, and it, it was remarkable because we expected thunder and lightning to come from <laughs> above, but it did not. They all came down. And still had jobs, <laughs> and uh, we got a TK seventy six A TK76A as a replacement, which was a better camera.
0: So after all that fun at uh, WIRL Radio and TV, you end up at uh, W E K. What? No, year I didn't. You I ended up at W W T O. I remember those call letters. Yes. The original call letters of 106, right? Right, yep. 105.6.
1: Uh-huh. WWCT, yeah. <laughs> or which it became after WWTO. Uh-huh. Of course, it was going to become cat radio until somebody down the street thought that was a bad Party
0: idea. Party poopers. <laughs> <laughs> <You> know,
1: <laughs>
0: That's not going to happen. All right, we understand now. Uh,
1: yeah, so yeah, I was at WWTO for two years. Uh, the reason for that was WIRL got sold uh, to forward communications, Uh, the TV and the radio side split. So the TV side got sold to forward communications. Mm -hmm. Um, And this was the first time I'd gone through a sale of a company. And uh, I was moderately terrified, (laughs) uh, as you are, because my job's going to be gone, you know, I'll never work again. Um, Not only that, uh, Steve Hunter, who was the anchorman at 19, WIRL at the time, said, I've heard of these forward people and uh, they're just going to rape us. They're just, it's, it's going to be terrible. They're going to take this part, place apart and sell it and uh, I, I don't want to be part of it. And so Steve left and went to WGN as an anchorman. Uh, Rick James, who was the main reporter for radio, said, well, if things are going to go bad, I'm, I'm leaving too. He went to WCFL radio in Chicago. Uh, Bob Potter was the assistant news director and he said well if these guys are leaving I'm leaving too. And he became the uh, AP bureau chief in New Orleans. Wow uh, Lauren Brown was the sportscaster who later became the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. He left uh, We got an assist- new assistant news director uh, He stayed I think for four weeks and also went to WGN in Chicago, so I mean, people were, you know, fleeing, and so I was, you know, I was. Somebody's sm-
0: got to keep the lights on. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll stay with
1: radio where the jobs are. <laughs> that's one of the phrases I, I remember saying. I'll stay with radio where the jobs are, and uh, we all know how that works out. Um, sorry, I'm my microphone. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> I don't know that it is. Um, <laughs> Boy, I it's a low-budget show. It's it not. is. Well, it's all right. We do our own work. Nor, nor, normally, a pretty girl would come in here and do this for me. This is, this is Webb. What can I say? Um, so, like I said, I was going to stay on radio and uh, along with another guy. Because we knew well, that's, that was a job. <laughs> We'd be safe. Of course, what happened <laughs> was... Talk w- to the future me. <laughs> <laughs> WIRL immediately cut both of our jobs. And on the same time, Forward Communication hired Rowley Keith and Clark Smith. Mm-hmm. And completely just started hammering at the ratings mm-hmm. doing doing very, very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, that was the... The lesson I learned about listening to your colleagues about what the future is <laughs> going to be, because they may not know really what yeah, what's yeah. about, so yeah. yeah. So that's why I went to WWTO, I was desperate for a job. Uh, um, and literally, uh, I walked into a bar in downtown Peoria, never mind which one. <laughs>
0: With a rabbi and a priest? Is this how this yeah. goes?
1: <laughs> no, I, wa- I was by myself. I walked into the bar because my roommate at the time was a bartender. Um, and I could get free drinks downtown. Um, and I'm sitting there and I noticed a guy that I had worked with at WIRL Radio some time before, and he hadn't been around, I hadn't seen him, Went to say hello. <coughs> I said, Hi, how you doing? He said, I'm doing fine. How you doing? I said, I've just uh, been fired. Uh, I've had about two weeks. Um, and I th- he said, really? He says, we're starting a new FM station in town. Show up at this address tomorrow. <laughs> I think they might want to talk to you. And I did. And Paul Carnegie was the guy's name, Paul Carnegie, who Paul. was one of the two owners. Of uh one of the best voices in the absolutely. world absolutely <laughs> he, he was Paul Cannon in Detroit. <laughs> you know the interesting thing about Paul, if you sat across from him and his his desk was situated so there were two walls like this, so his voice bounced on both <laughs> walls before it rolled across <laughs> the carpet to you. You could see the mat of the carpet go down <laughs> as, as he was talking to you. so well, Tom, do you want the job? Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> yes, please. I want to be employed, uh, and he did. And he said, "Well, do you want to start work now, or uh, you know, when do you want to go?" And uh, I said, "Well, I have still got two weeks left over at WIRL. You guys aren't on the air yet, so you know, I'll I'll stay working over there and, and pick up some things." And so, of course, I went back to WIRL the next day, went to work, and started xeroxing. Uh, all of the uh, the contact numbers, the phone numbers, uh, the advance sheets of uh, things that were coming up in the news. I just every night I was going through and just copying. <laughs> you everything. naughty boy! I was. I was. I told one guy. I said. I told Ira Bittner. I said, just so you know, Ira had kept his job. By the way, I don't understand why, but they liked him better than me. So Ira kept his job and I said, Ira, I'm, just so you know, I'm going to go over to this new FM station in town and uh, uh, in a couple of weeks when I leave here, he just, I just, keep it a secret, will you? He said, i not a problem. So probably four days later,
0: <laughs> I got a phone call at five <laughs> o'clock in the morning.
1: And it's, it's Ira, and he says, you know your secret, check page B13 of the Journal Star today. <laughs> and so I walked out to the porch, got the newspaper, came back in. Tom McIntyre, formerly of WIRL, would be the new news director at WWTO. And I said, well, I wasn't formally until today. So I went to work. I went uh, back to WIRL, Mort Castle. Mort Cantor, pardon me, yep. Mort Castle was another friend of mine, Mort Cantor was the news, uh, the uh, general manager mm-hmm. and he looked at me and, you know, just <laughs> said, congratulations. <laughs> See ya. He didn't mean it. <laughs> <laughs> I know he didn't mean it. So that was a good two
0: years. So at, so give me the year you ended oh. up at EEK. 73, July 1st,
1: 1973. Wow. 42
0: years in that anchor desk, right? Mm, no,
1: not quite. About yeah, 40. 40. Tom, um, that's another weird story. Um, didn't get so many of them. Uh,
0: yes, I know. We'll have you back.
1: Nah. <laughs> what had happened was um, Tom Connor uh, was news director and anchor a- at the time. And uh, his co-anchor had been Bud Carter. Uh, Bud had rubbed management the wrong way. Um, And so when the new general manager took over at WEEK, May 1st, 1973, uh, his first act essentially was to call Bud and said, stay home, we'll send you your check. Mm. Um, That was the same day of the St. Cecilia shootout. Which left W E K pretty much high and dry when it came to having somebody on the air. I mean, they had they had Tom, uh, but they didn't have Bud, so they were down a, a significant person on the air. It was it was not their finest hour. To mm-hmm. Be perfectly blunt about it. Um, they had gone into a whole they'd gone into battle a man short. Yeah. W uh, uh, Channel Thirty One, on the other hand, had Bill Marshall as a chief photographer over there, and he had grabbed his. Uh, CP-16 camera light runnable with mm-hmm. and had shot some excellent film. Ended up on the network. Ended up leading the CBS News mm-hmm. that night. Um, that did not happen. Uh, Stanley was actually uh, the W.E.K. photographer was, was closer than he was but because he was using and here goes back to my story the Bell and Howell 76 Tk76. He, he could move. It wasn't that he couldn't move. It was a fixed focus lens. It was oh, a wide angle okay. lens. Yeah. Uh, you just—it was a lovely shot for getting wide shots. But if you wanted to make a close up, you had to walk close up. Mm. And this was—people were shooting at each other. Right. I was shot at there, and I—you know—I was not a participant. <laughs> and so, um, their footage did not look as good. Uh, to be blunt about it, and there's—that's there's, the way it was. Mm. Um, so yeah, Stan uh, ended up on the air trying to uh, you know, explain what happened, and it was it was kind of a mishmash. So they obviously needed somebody to take over with Tom. They needed another person. So with Bud gone, uh, they moved another fellow into position there within the next couple of days, and that left open a reporter spot, which I felt. The fellow who moved into the, the uh, co-anchor spot, as it turned out, had a warm spot in his heart for one of his colleagues, who was married to somebody else. And so not that long after, they both left, which left the co-anchor spot open, uh-huh. which I slid gracefully into. <laughs> <laughs> Not wishing anybody ill fortune, but it—we got to do it together. It worked out for me. Um, now that's just the way it was. I mean, it's pure luck. Mm. I have been the, the luckiest guy in broadcasting, certainly locally and probably nationwide. In in many ways, if only because I've never been out of work.
0: Yeah. And you, Since you, I
1: started, got out of college and went to work at WIOK in Normal, Illinois, um, and that was a terrible little station. We were, we were competing against WJBC, which is, we, no, we really weren't. We were on the air at the same time. We weren't competing.
0: I understand. Yeah, yeah.
1: There was a terrible snowstorm. Over in Bloomington, just terrible, terrible snow, snowstorm. snowstorm. WJBC, which had all kinds of reporters and salespeople, they just opened up their studio, had a round table, put about nine microphones <laughs> up. People were fielding phone calls. Forest Hill Road is closed because of the snow. the The uh, school bus will be stopped at that place for until the you know, arrived. You know, and And yeah, it was one of those things where they're huge public service because. Uh, WIOK, on the other hand, had me, (laughs) who's not all that familiar with with McLean County, to be perfectly honest, even though I'd grown up there. And so we got kind of an award for not offering competition. (laughs) And the general manager was very proud of that. (laughs) Oh, we got an award. We're just playing music. <laughs> Sounds
0: like Arthur Carlson. Yeah. <laughs> well, we have just scratched the surface, and we're out of time.
1: Really? Didn't we are. Oh. But
0: we will have you back, because yeah, I've got so much more to ask you.
1: I, have. <laughs> you ever have any practical jokes on... on? Radio, we well,
0: are we'll do a show on just that.
1: I think we could. <laughs> I, I, I've, I've got one of the great ones of all time. Okay, save that. All right. <laughs> the
0: calendar is open in a few weeks. We've been talking with uh, the legendary Tom McIntyre, uh, formerly of WEEK-TV, and now working with his competitor, Bob. Well, you know, <laughs>
1: competition is just, uh, you know, we're all in the same business. Yeah, uh, you this know, is true. So, and... <laughs> Um, they offered me money. Yeah. So there you go. So we're going to talk
0: to him next time about that and more. Remember, you can see Scott Wheeler's AirPlay on Peoria Life's web portal, Facebook, YouTube, Peoria TV, uh, Channel 17 on the i3 broadband system. Until next time, it's Scott Wheeler for AirPlay.
1: Peorialife.com
0: <laughs> You got to.